morning, Nova Nation. Happy Friday. Also, happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to the Morning Roar. Here is what is coming up over the next hour. This morning, we are honoring Dina Lay, the Assistant Director for Student Media Programs, whose last day at Villanova is today. She's been the Staff Advisor for WXVU the last four years and has lifted the station to new heights. We'll talk to her in studio at 8.30. Plus, at 8.45, we'll have a special in-studio musical performance by Derek Arch Wilson, the leader of the band Archa Palantine. Who was every, how was everyone's spring break? We'll give you the rundown. In our Twitter poll question, we ask you what your favorite St. Patrick's Day tradition is, and we'll also announce a winner of the pair of the tickets to the 32nd annual Boscov's Burks Jazz Festival. The Morning Roar is also being broadcasted live on WXVU's YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to the Morning Roar. I'm David Chapansky. Good morning, everybody. I'm Dominic Roschetti. I'm Chris Kokinos. And I'm Allison Bayada, bringing you your first Morning Roar news update of the day. Eleven of the biggest U.S. banks Thursday announced a $30 billion rescue package for First Republic Bank in an effort to prevent it from becoming the third to fail in less than a week and head off a broader banking crisis. San Francisco-based First Republic serves a similar clientele as Silicon Valley Bank, which failed last week after depositors withdrew about $40 billion dollars in a matter of hours. New York's signature bank was shuttered on Sunday. It appears that First Republic, which had deposits totaling $176.4 billion as of December 31st, was facing similar issues. And in local news, the Lower Marion Board of Commissioners voted to suspend a police officer for 80 hours in connection with a January incident when he used a taser on a black woman and forcibly removed her from a car during a traffic stop. But the decision for the 80-hour suspension came after Police Superintendent Mike McGrath recommended just an 8-hour suspension. The incident occurred on January 8th when a Lower Marion officer reported witnessing a driver following too closely behind another vehicle as she drove along Conshohocken State Road in Bala Sinwood. According to the report, the driver failed to stop for over a mile after the officer turned on his lights. After the driver stopped in a parking lot, police said she declined to follow the officer's directions and was eventually removed by force from the car and arrested. The incident was captured on video by people passing the area at the time. Back to you, Chris. Thank you, Allison. And now for our first discussion topic, we are all back from spring break. And I just want to know, how did everybody's week off go? Um, I, I guess I can go first here because uh, it says Chris's week, not so much at mock trial. I know I had these big elaborate plans when I told you guys last week, but then I got incredibly sick. Oh. So I was just laying on my couch for most of spring break. But uh, yeah, Allison, how was your spring break? Well, I'm sorry to hear that you were sick. Um, <laughs> I basically was doing the same thing as you, just lying on my couch. I did absolutely nothing over yep. spring break. That's a lot like of sleeping, though, so that was... Yeah, same here. Watched uh, The Last of Us. Great oh, show. I'm only four episodes in. It. Stop. I watched it in like did two you, days. Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it. Okay. I still had the last episode My left. dad yeah. passed me on it, which is <laughs> kind of a loser. He should be working. <laughs> God. So yeah, how did your spring break go, Dom? Uh, it was good. Me and David were... In New York City for, I guess, like half of it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was there. Um, Villanova lost, which was yeah. sad, but David and I had fun, and Steve Kane. Three legends just living it up in New York. <laughs> Big Apple, baby. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, yeah. So how was the uh, how was calling the Big East tournament? 
How did that go, guys? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. It was in the uh, the Rangers broadcast booth on Wednesday. Oh. Maybe wasn't supposed to be there, but was hey. there. Uh, we had permission to be there, though, yep. so that was okay. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was great to, to cover the team. It was a great win against Georgetown, and unfortunately wasn't the same against Creighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got some pizza, went to Joe's Pizza. There you go. Uh, Dominic did not have it. He had pizza earlier. Where, where did you go, Dom? What was the place called? Uh, two Bros Pizza. Okay, Two Bros. Okay, <laughs> was, and I went to... Nine on cents. <laughs> okay, I went to Joe's Pizza. There was a long line. So, like, when yeah. there's a long line, you know that, like, a lot of tourists are going there. It has to be good. Yeah, and they had, like, all the pictures of, like, the celebrities. Like, yeah, Alan, yeah. It was really cool. So, uh, it was pretty good pizza. Okay. And then we checked out, uh, walked around, like, 5th and 6th Avenue, checked out the uh, MLB store, NBA store, uh, went to the Lego store, which was really cool. They have, like, nice. this big car. Like, was yep. made of Legos. You can sit inside the car. I did not sit inside of the car, but took a picture of it, so that was nice. Um, saw the Puma uh, store with the big Puma statue, like, on top of the roof, so that oh, was really cool. Like, that was a did thing. a lot of the tourist things, you know what I mean? Yeah. You go I to New York, you have to do it. <laughs> I was there. Oh, I don't Puma? remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a Puma. I, I guess you would call it a statue, in a way, like, on top of the roof. I don't know. It was pretty cool. Uh, I have a picture. I'll show everybody at the break. So I love to hear it. So, yeah, everybody's spring break. Sounds like it got off to a, a good start there. Now, it's it's bracket season. It's March Madness season. College basketball tournament has just begun, and in most cases, you still have time to submit your bracket. But have you thought about applying some science to your strategy? Data scientists from the University of Illinois were asked for some tips on filling out your NCAA tournament bracket. According to the guys who should know, the best thing to do is to pick who you think will be the final four contestants and work backwards from there. Doing that supposedly gives you a higher bracket score on average than picking the winners of the first round games and continuing in order. If you're submitting multiple brackets, starting with the Final Four is still a good strategy, but you should pick some different Final Four teams to boost your chances at winning. By the way, there are more than nine quintillion possible bracket combinations. Has anyone had success with brackets in the past? And did Arizona or Virginia losing yesterday sink your bracket? And how about... And how about the Commander-in-Chief President Joe Biden giving the Villanova women's team some love, having them go all the way in the women's bracket, but he had Arizona in the men's, so that didn't, wasn't a great look for their, for Joe Biden there. Dave, David, Dom, how are your brackets looking? I actually did have Virginia losing to Furman. I don't know if you guys remember in 2019. Furman actually beat Villanova here at the Finn. Furman is like a terrible basketball school, and they beat us, and I was at that game. My father was terrible, so I was like, I guess Furman's good, and I was like, I need to pick a 13-4 upset, so I went with that one. So I did get that. I did get Arizona. Princeton, That was th- those nowhere. nerds play basketball? Right? Like, what? that was crazy. Yeah, good for them. That was, that was a crazy ending that game. Yeah. David? Yeah, my bracket's not going too well. Um, <laughs> but I will say, a lot of people pick West Virginia to upset Maryland. I stayed with Maryland. I went That's all good. the way, uh, so that go. was good. Uh, but I did have Arizona and Virginia both winning. They did not. But my Final Four is still intact. I have oh. Purdue winning it all. I, I like it. A lot of people don't yeah. like, but I have Purdue winning it all. And I do have a lot of Big East uh, representative. I have Creighton going to the Elite Eight, and I have UConn going to the Final Four. Yeah. I think UConn is going to be a really good team. So showing the Big East some love, uh, but I have Purdue winning it all. I have Marquette losing pretty early, actually. So do I. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But uh, not great, but we're okay for now. Final Four, Elite Eight, for the most part, I believe, is still intact. So, okay. David, you have a very similar bracket to mine, because I've got UConn going to the Final Four, too. Yeah. I've got Marquette losing in like the second round. I've I have, got Purdue winning it all. Yeah, Creighton, I think, is going to go pretty far, too. I know mm-hmm. they lost yep. in the Big East tournament, but I think they're going to go pretty far. So we'll I see agree. what happens. But 100%. Allison? 
Do we, no. Nothing. I mean, not I filled it. out some March Madness brackets, <laughs> okay. but usually it's not because I know like which teams are good. I'm just like, ooh, Villanova. <laughs> That's usually what it is. I mean, Villanova's you still have definitely going to chance as like anybody else to yep. yeah. win. There's no strategy. If anybody says they have a strategy for it, they don't. Yeah, like, I have no idea how this, they like, do, picking it doesn't the final work. four and then working backwards That makes works. sense, I guess, <laughs> but still, I feel like you still have to end up picking the first round matchups, right? Yeah, exactly. There's no science behind it. Like, my roommate was going through like each... Uh, statistic no, and then making a bracket it. based on each separate statistic. Not he made it. like five brackets. I'm like, dude, I'm just picking it kind of randomly and I'm still yeah. going to do better than you. Like, Take it easy, my guy. Come on. Villanova's definitely going to win the women's bracket. I have South Carolina mm-hmm. and Villanova. So, That's Villanova what I like winning. to hear. We'll see. Alright, Dom. Twitter poll question of the day. Yeah, so of course, make sure to follow us on Twitter at WXVU. And it is St. Patrick's Day, so we have a St. Patrick's Day question. What is the best St. Patrick's Day tradition? Grab a cup of coffee and join us at 8 a.m. Oh, that's just the tweet. What is best St. Patrick's Day tradition? Four options. Corned beef and cabbage, shamrock shake, parade, or a pint of Guinness. Right now, six votes. Corned beef, cabbage, shamrock shake, and a pint of Guinness. Each have two. Personally, clearly, I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day because I'm not Irish. <laughs> so, I went with a shamrock shake. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, I have an extra option. I have, I, have a whole, I have a whole thing with St. Patrick's Day. Don't want to talk about it. It's scary. Got it. Sounds good. I don't know anyone who eats corned beef and cabbage, though. No, that sounds disgusting. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm going to go shamrock shake all day. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't go to the parades. Pine of Guinness drinking responsibly. Not yet. So, yeah, shamrock shake. It's got to be. So, I have an extra option. So, okay. oh. every year, my mom and I, I have enough for everybody here, yeah. all of our guests. Ooh. I have Irish potatoes for everyone. They are homemade. Ooh. So, my mom made the batter. I rolled them and dipped them in cinnamon. Yes. Uh, so that sounds good. That's an extra option, and that is my vote. So I voted for I, that now. I'm, I'm changing Absolutely, my vote. Absolutely, I'm on board. But, Dom, you don't get to have those because you don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I changed Day. my mind. I celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic changes his mind. <laughs> well, thank you, David. We appreciate that. Uh, Allison, what, what are we thinking here? Oh, I'm, of course, now Team David all the way. Oh, <laughs> I like to hear. Dude, 100%. I think I get a point for the mind bender now for that. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> all right, David, let's take it to you for our uh, birthdays coming up this weekend. Okay, so today, March 17th of 2023, Kurt Russell, an actor, turns 72. Rob Lowe, an actor, turns 59. Hozier, born in Bray, Ireland, folk pop singer and songwriter, Take Me to Church, turns 33. Saturday, Vanessa Williams, 60. Adam Levine, 44. On Sunday, Glenn Close, an actress, 77. And Bruce Willis, 68. Thank you, David. Now let's go to Allison with what's going on with WXVU. All right. So a big weekend in store as WXVU will be on the scene covering the Villanova women's first round NCAA tournament game against Cleveland State from the Finneran Pavilion with Jacob Arts and Zach Tipton on the call. They were on scene at the pavilion on Sunday as the women found out where they were seated. Coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. tomorrow right here on WXVU. It was also our biggest month yet in terms of website viewers. WXVU.org had 270,609 page views in the month of February. Almost unbelievable. And another episode of ProfCast is now available. Ryan Derry, our business director, interviewed Dr. Theodore Arapis from Villanova's Public Administration Department. And you can find the episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Allison. This is the Morning Roar on WXVU 89.1 FM. We're going to be taking a quick break, so stay tuned for more. Hey 
everyone, this is Sam Briggs here, the creative assistant at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. Villanova's Albert LePage Center presents a Zoom webinar virtual panel discussion on climate change and migration, Monday, March 20th, from 6 p.m. to 7.15 p.m. The panel features Dr. Christina Maria Garcia from Cornell University, Dr. Robert McLima from Laurier University, and Amali Tower, the Executive Director of Climate Refugees. Moderated by Dr. Lynn Hartnett, the Chair of Villanova's History Department, this virtual event is free, open to the public, and ACS approved. More information is available by contacting Kevin Fox at 610-519-4280. Every Saturday at 11 a.m., Andrew New hosts two hours on WXVU's Smooth Jazz Weekend. Andrew is an internationally known saxophonist. Hear stories from his career, his own music, and a wide variety of others. That's Andrew New every Saturday at 11 a.m., only here on Villanova's V891, The Roar. It's the Morning Roar right here on WXBU 89.1 FM. Let's take it to David with our three-day weather forecast for the main line. It was an absolutely beautiful spring day yesterday after the wind-driven first half of the week. Today, mostly cloudy with a high of 59. Partly cloudy tonight, a low down to 36. A mix of sun and clouds Saturday, a high of 51 degrees. And a partly sunny Sunday and a bit chilly, a high of just 40 degrees. The temperature outside of our Doherty Hall studios on Villanova's campus right now is 43 degrees. Thank you, David. Let's go to Allison with our Morning Roar news update. So, Radnor officials are eyeing nearly $1 million in grant money to clean up West Wayne Preserve and mitigate flooding in that area of the township. The proposed project has two parts. One segment will improve the West Wayne Preserve to help it retain water. The bigger part of the work will take place in the neighboring Friends of the Radnor Trail Park, where a a subsurface stormwater management system will be added. The township plans on discussing the project at an upcoming Radnor Shade Tree Commission meeting. The project will likely go to bid this spring. And in other news, we've all had breakfast cereal, but how about bedtime cereal? Post, the makers of Raisin Bran and Fruity Pebbles, has launched a new line of cereals that it wants you to enjoy as part of your evening sleep routine. Sweet Dreams consists of crunchy flakes and almonds, but if you read the box, it also includes notes of lavender and chamomile, plus vitamins and minerals intended to help you sleep. The company says it is aiming to help people establish healthy nighttime habits by providing a nutrient-dense before-bed snack that supports your sleep routine. Health experts have noted that Sweet Dreams also contains as much as 13 grams of added sugar, which they say can be detrimental to sleep. Sweet Dreams comes in two flavors, Blueberry Midnight and Honey Moon Glow. So, does this sound like it'd help you get to sleep at all? And where does it rank in our product placements so far on the show? Uh, I think it would probably help me sleep. Probably not the sugar part, <laughs> but... Uh... I don't know. I'm somebody who doesn't get like good sleep, so I'll take anything that could help, really. And nighttime cereal? I mean, come on. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Who doesn't like cereal? Like, cereal is like, like my snack of choice late night. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like a box of Cheerios like in the yeah, middle of the Cheerios. night. I just go out there and just start shoveling them in, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, the bar hasn't been like set. Like no milk? You just like... No, just right from the wow. bar. Oh, no, actually, I use milk. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. <laughs> I mean, the bar hasn't been set too high in terms of the products we've had here on the Morning Roar. But, I don't know. So this is probably up there. Are you going to buy the surveillance camera? What, come on, one? the shoes? Oh, yeah, the shoes the that shoes. make you walk like 10 miles per hour. Um... <laughs> But no, I think that this is this is definitely up there. I love chamomile, so I would definitely be interested. But the sugar of thirteen grams, yeah, maybe like a cup of chamomile tea. Then, yeah, not like exactly. A but all the sugar, sugar, thirteen grams, is concerning. But in terms of the flavor, <laughs> I'm interested. So you know, maybe if they kind of balance out the sugar a little bit. I would definitely be interested. I think we got to bring all these products onto the show and try them oh, live. We you do. know, we'll have like the Ed Sheeran episode left. Yes. Soon. It's pre-order, so it's we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to come in. <laughs> May not come in until 2025, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody be here. Oh, high demand. High demand. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. You two will be here. Yeah. It depends what. <laughs> Dom, what do you think about the cereal? I don't know. I see. I like a basic cereal all night, like Cheerio, like. Cereal's a good thing to have late at night, but that's, you know, a lot of sugar's a lot of sugar at night. No, yeah. Are you a regular Cheerio guy or a honey, honey nut? Oh, come on. You the like regular, regular ones taste like cardboard. Yeah, you're, what are you, like a six-year-old? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, I swear to God, it'll be like midnight. I will be shoveling these things in my mouth, like by yeah. the cupboard, and my roommates will come out like to go to the bathroom. They're like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I think, I'm hungry. Yeah. Cereal. <laughs> Leave me alone. How many boxes of cereal do you go through like a week? Like one. Like a huge okay. box. Yeah. One Which box. I think like the, right the family size? Yes. Okay. I think that's a normal answer for one person, actually. Yeah. If you have it. I don't have it in the morning, though. Never mind then. You're going through a family-sized <laughs> box of Cheerios. Only at night. Cheerios are good. They're car. good for your I heart. I respect it. They're yeah. good for your heart. They're very I'm a, good I'm for your heart. I'm a healthy individual, everybody. <laughs> like, come on. Chris's Start heart. Take care yeah. of my health, guys. Come on. Uh, oh, and coming up next in our next discussion topic here, how in the world celebrates St. Patrick Day. St. Patrick's Day. There we go. Uh, in London, England... Thousands gather for festivities and a concert in Trafalgar Square where fountain waters are dyed green. In Munich, Germany, Germany's St. Patrick's Day Parade is considered one of the largest anywhere outside of Ireland. In New York City, the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City is the world's largest and has honored the patron saint of Ireland for over 250 years since 1762. In Singapore, members of the city-state's Irish community come together to celebrate in a three-day-long street festival. Even events include performances, parades, and Irish food and drink. In Sydney, Australia, St. Patrick himself, or at least a good replica, makes an appearance in the Sydney Parade, which features more than 70 floats to represent all 32 counties of Ireland. And in Washington, D.C., green water flows and geysers form from the large fountain on the south lawn of the White House. I'm going to throw in here, in Chicago, Illinois, they dye yeah, the, the river entirely green. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love to see it. So, guys, how are we celebrating today? Are we going to Kelly's uh, corned beef and cabbage connoisseurs? I'm kind of interested to hear Dom's answer based off of our first segment. I mean, I, I, again, I don't. I think I celebrate St. Patrick's Day like 90% of the population. You can figure that out. Um, but I don't know. T- today I, I'm going to my friend's house to watch March Madness for most of the day. He's Irish, so I'm sure something will be happening. But, again, not a real big fan. think it's weird. That Irish people have a holiday. Why are they special? But no, I, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be fun. It's a fun day. St. Patrick's Day is a great holiday. I will say that. It's green is like a terrible color, but St. Patrick's Day kind of revives it. I'm happy with that. 
There you go, Dom. I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's it's, Day. But that I feel much. like it, it is a national holiday, so yeah. you can't ignore it. No, yeah. Is like, it a national holiday? Good, yeah, right? It's got to be an, it's a national International holiday, holiday exactly. apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Celebrating it so everywhere. Yeah. Singapore. David, how are we celebrating? So I'll be watching March Madness, but I completely disagree with Dom. Love St. Patrick's yeah. Day. <laughs> um, so I'll be watching March Madness, Sixers tonight, too. Uh, so definitely I'll be watching a lot of sports today, hanging out with some family, Irish potatoes, of yep, course. Yeah. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm not corned beef and cabbage connoisseur. As my Instagram bio says, cheesesteak egg roll. There you, go. there you go. Cheesesteak egg rolls are amazing. If you've never had them, try them. That's really um, specific. Yeah, they're really good. Okay. My favorite food. Uh, but yeah, so uh, St. Patrick's Day. Love it. So excited. Awesome. Allison? Definitely not going to Kelly's. I feel like Kelly's will be a nightmare today. <laughs> so probably just staying at home. Yep. Yep. That's what I like Nothing to special for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm doing anything special. I'm going to wish my mom a happy birthday. You know, oh, this is oh, a birthday for yeah. mom. Yeah. Very easy way to remember birthdays because I'm horrible at remembering birthdays. So oh. my mom's St. Patrick's Day and my dad's birthday is 4567 is the date. So that's really easy April to 5th? remember. April 5th. April 5th. 1967. Yeah. That's cool. It's very easy to remember. So I can't forget the birthdays. So. Coming up. Yeah. Mom, happy birthday. And then tonight, it's my roommate's 21st birthday. So it should be fun. Yeah. That's how I'm celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And now, things people wish they learned earlier. The people of Reddit were recently asked, what did you learn late that you'll teach your children early? Here are some of the most profound answers. Adults are not all smart and wise people. Don't, buy, don't blindly trust those who are in positions of authority. Financial literacy. Boundaries. It's not necessary to light yourself on fire to keep others warm, especially when they're just mildly chilly and could put on a sweater. Never admit you have a skill unless you're prepared for people expecting you to use it. The importance of studying properly. And your mental health is more important than your schoolwork. Is there anything you know now in college that middle school you or high school you should have known? Allison, let's go to you. Definitely that last one. And I'm going to tell a little bit of an embarrassing story. Um, when I was in middle school, I was like crazy. I was like absolutely <laughs> insane when it came to schoolwork. And we used to have these things called Latin bees. It was like a spelling bee, but for our Latin class. Oh. And every time I was eliminated from one, I would be sobbing like crying and my teacher had to pull me out of the classroom and be like listen you're in middle school you need to calm down <laughs> and I was like actually I do need to calm down because there's no need for me to be doing this as like a sixth grader and yeah. so definitely that mental health should be prioritized over schoolwork that's what I like to hear yeah. yes David I 110% agree I actually had a similar experience spelling bee fifth grade yeah I, I mean I, I wasn't sobbing but I was definitely really upset that I lost. And um, so, yeah, definitely I think mental health. And I think as like in college, like now a lot of my classes have had like at least a class day where we've taken out, out of it and talking about like mental health, especially in like your freshman year of college. So yep. I definitely would say the last one is the most important. Absolutely. Dom? Yeah. Uh, I think the last one's important. Um, I, I think I cried probably, I don't know, a couple times in middle school. Not middle school, elementary school. But all of these are pretty good. Financial literacy is a good one because I still don't know how to pay taxes. Thank God I'm 20. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think the one thing I would tell, like, my elementary and middle school self, school is not that serious. Yeah. Like, especially, like, middle school and elementary school, like, that no, does not matter at all. Oh. Like, that, like even, like, that, none of that matters at all. 
I loved elementary school too. That was so fun. I miss it. I miss it. It was the best years of school of my life. Is that when you peaked? Probably. Hopefully not, but probably. I would also say too is like something that I look back on now is just I know that some people think it's like selfish, but be happy in yourself. Like do yeah. what makes you happy rather yep. than always trying to make others happy. So that's something that I, I look back on too. Absolutely. I'm gonna probably go with adults are not all smart and wise true. people because like when I was that younger. I swear to God, like, I thought everything that came out of my parents' mouth was, like, the word of God. Like, they just could not be wrong. And now I'm sitting here, I'm like, they're wrong, like, 50% of the time. Yeah. Like, why am I listening to you guys? My mom told my sister that there was a... Uh... It's your mom's birthday today. At no, least love give you her mom. a little love you, credit. Mom. You're, you're right, like, 90% of the time. I'm talking about dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope both your parents are listening. They probably are. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, adults, they don't have it all together. And because, like, we're kind of adults i'll venture to say like we're almost there we're like on the line and like we don't have it together definitely not so i feel like you know adults we just don't have it together that's what i like to hear yeah all right it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week strong choice of words <laughs> it's me and allison's favorite segment of oh the week, absolutely yeah the morning roar mind bender allison let's go to you all right, so with my help, the Dominator struck again before break, <laughs> leaving you. the score at 1.5 David, 3.5 Dom. But luckily, David, you have a chance to redeem yourself this As week. As someone who is half Irish and half Polish, yes. I should do pretty good You here, should. If you don't get all of these right, you're going to get your Irish status revoked. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> in order of St. Patrick's Day, we are doing four... Irish trivia questions. Each player will get two questions. A correct answer nets a point, but if you miss, the other contestant has a chance to steal and gain the point. The highest point total wins the round, and you have 15 seconds maximum to answer. David, are you ready? So we get multiple choice here. Yes. I will give you four options, and you will choose the right one. Okay. First question. David, this is for you. According to Irish lore, what did St. Patrick drive out of Ireland? Your options are demons, rats, Witches or snakes? St. George, I think, was snakes. But I feel like that's the best option. I'm going to say snakes. That is correct. The absence of snakes in Ireland gave rise to the legend that they had all been banished by St. Patrick, who chased them them into the sea after they attacked him during a 40-day fast. However, (laughs) most biologists maintain that there were never any snakes in Ireland to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we've got one. Don, the next question is on to you. St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day commemorates the blank of St. Patrick. Is it coronation, birth, marriage, or death? Okay, mine is significantly harder <laughs> than his. I completely his. agree with that. This is like a hundred times harder. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with coronation. That is incorrect. What? So, David, you have the chance <laughs> oh, <no>. to <laughs> steal here. Coronation, birth, marriage, or death? I'm going to say death. That's that is right. correct. Yeah. On March 17th, 461 AD, St. Patrick, the Christian missionary, bishop, and apostle of Ireland, died at Saul Downpatrick, Ireland, where he had built his first church. So, the score is now 2-0. This two, is great. Zero. Okay. David, on to you with the next question. Wait, 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 hold on. Before we get to the last two questions, I got screwed. <laughs> I thought that one was easier. No, no. Look like, at the third question the fourth question. <laughs> I honestly don't really know the third. Like, I'm well, gonna guess, but here's the thing. Good. A lot of times when, like, saints, like, usually it's because it's of their death. It's usually when they die yeah. that their feast day is celebrated. Dom, do you know what coronation means? No. Okay. Got it. Why would you pick that one? 
well, it's not his marriage or his birth, so I was like coronation or death, and death seems kind of dark, so I said coronation. <laughs> Okay. okay, I love this game, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Much better than the usual I mean, mind bender. You got snakes! <laughs> okay, so David, the next question is on to you. What would you use to make an Irish coffee? Is it scotch, whiskey, Guinness, or brandy? We're going to say scotch. That is incorrect. So, Dom, you have the chance I to have no idea. You. I'm like... Uh, see, I'm 18. I, I'm 80% <laughs> sure it's whiskey, but it also could be Guinness or Brandy. I think it's whiskey, though. That is correct. Right, Irish you. coffee is a cocktail consisting of hot coffee, Irish whiskey, and sugar, stirred and topped with cream. So now we have, I guess, the chance to tie. I don't know what happens in the event of a tie. But, <laughs> they shouldn't um, expect me to know that. <laughs> so the last question, Dom, is True. for you. How do leprechauns earn their gold? Is it making shoes, growing potatoes... Picking pockets or cleaning teeth. All right. If I was a leprechaun, this one's pretty easy, I think. <laughs> do you do you two know it? Do you know, I, do you know I, the answer I to this one? No, I well, I have the answers. In I know, but did you know before? Team. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, leprechauns earn their gold. They're kind of sneaky boys, right? I'd I'll go, say so. Uh, hmm. Based on the luck of the Irish. Great film. I feel like growing potatoes is too on the nose. I but making shoes. <laughs> Chris, what? No input. What, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm picking. Kidding. Chris doesn't know the answer. It's okay. I'm going picking pockets. I, I'm pretty sure they're sneaky boys. Unfortunately, oh. that is not correct. So, David, you have the chance. Making to shoes. That is what? correct. According to legend, That's not a thing. they spend all their time making and mending shoes and then stashing their earnings in a hidden pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So congratulations. That was a great game, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's Let Mind David Bender. have his victory. Congratulations, David, on winning Thank this you. week's Mind Thank Bender. you. Probably the only one I'll get the rest of the semester. So is the Dominator Unless we do opening day trivia, is that in the plans? Yeah, the Dominator is so. still leading. The score is okay. now, though, 2.5 David, 3.5 Dom. Okay. There it is. It's the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. The Roar. We're going to be taking a quick break, so stay tuned. Hello, I'm Johnny Gaynor, the host of Infinite Frequencies, and you are tuned into WXVU V89.1 the role. Goodness Bowls is a proud supporter of WXVU, a one-stop shop for healthy eating. Located just minutes from campus, Goodness Bowls offers a wide variety of smoothies, bowls, juices, salads, wraps, toasts, and much more. Their store is open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and from 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Goodness Bowls can also be ordered online at goodnessbowls.com or on Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Novabucks are accepted. Goodness Bowls is located in the Villanova Plaza on Lancaster Avenue, right next to Starbucks. Are you experiencing anxiety and need a break to relax with a furry friend? Well, lucky for you, Villanova's Office of Health Promotion has pet therapy almost every Wednesday from 12 to 1 p.m. Enjoy hanging out with our furry friends from the Pals for Life organization in the East Lounge of Doggerty Hall. They have dogs who love belly rubs and hugs and a bunny, too. We hope to see you there. 
This PSA is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. It's the morning roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. Let's take it to Allison. So we are bringing you this upcoming conversation with Dina Lay thanks to our partnership with the 32nd annual Boskov's Burks Jazz Festival happening March 24th through April 2nd. We want to congratulate Barbara Jean Allen who has won a pair of tickets to see the group Pieces of a Dream perform at Burks on March 24th. We'll have more chances to win tickets to Burks Jazz Fest next week. Ticketing information is available at berksjazzfest.com. Back to you, Chris. Now, this is a bittersweet moment for us here on The Morning Roar in so many ways, as uh, Dina Lay is with us in the studio. Dina has worked in Villanova's Office of Student Involvement as the Assistant Director for Student Media Programs since 2019. She's the staff advisor to WXVU, but she has meant so much more. In the last four years, thanks to Dina, WXVU has saved its FM license and went outright full-time on the 89.1 frequency for the first time in the station's history. Built a podcast production room got all new equipment including computers, soundboard, and microphones, established a whole new department under a partnership with the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, got us a new website at wxvu.org and the Radio FX app, won multiple awards at both the IBS and CMA college media conferences, and has live broadcasts of every Villanova basketball and football home game in 2022 to 2023. All while Dina has also advised VTV, the Villanovan, and the Bel Air yearbook. She is leaving for a fantastic opportunity at the Community College of Philadelphia. Dina, how is this your first live on-air performance on WXVU, and what are your emotions right now? I know. Like, what the heck? On my <laughs> last day, I finally get some airtime? Like, what is going on? Um, uh, bittersweet all week. I felt uh, really sad. There's been excitement moments. There's been, you know, revolving door of students and staff coming in my office saying bye, and that's kind of heartbreaking. Um, but, yeah, even just listening to that intro, I mean, I'm pretty proud, right? Like, no regrets. We did some stuff, you know. Uh, we made some moves, and... And we wreaked havoc, so definitely proud of all of my students and uh, the work that we accomplished at Villanova. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Dom? <laughs> I have a question that now I'm actually curious about. Did you literally build the podcast studio with your husband, Jim? I did, uh, who's probably watching now, but I, as I was driving in this morning, I was thinking about that, and again, we make sure you all have everything, but um, I need to build some um, sound panels, and I'm on Jim to do that for myself, um, but yeah, we um, sound paneling and all that stuff can be expensive, right? Uh, here at WXVU, we don't have the, we have a modest budget, um, So, uh, but also even the expensive panels still mixed reviews and stuff like that so um there's a way to diy through the process and so um with insulation and lots of cool stuff and so they're really professional sound panels that you have yes um but but yeah uh that you that room used to be um kind of like the production room when um talent didn't run their own board and stuff like that and now we use it for podcasts and other audio um projects from other classes and so i'm super proud of how we even have managed the space and have transformed um what we've done in the last four years so how long did it take you guys to do that whole room? Um, what year was that? Does anybody know? Uh, my pandemic years are kind of blurry. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, mm, I would say, uh, well, 
well, actually, in asking Jim um, how long it's going to take for him to build mine, he's like, oh, I can do it in a day. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe like a day or two to build them, and then, you know, just installing them takes some time. Wow. Um, and we totally went rogue, and, you know, I'm sure we're supposed to be putting in facilities orders and all that <laughs> stuff, but, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, not yeah, as impressive. long as you think. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jim's awesome. I know. Absolutely. Behind every, you know, good woman's a uh, good husband. Sure, <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, Dina, my fellow Philadelphian, how wild is it that the station went from almost losing its license to having it now full-time? All right. I do want to, you know, put this asterisk out there, too, that, like, all these accomplishments that we're saying, it wasn't just Dina doing, right? Maybe Dina, you know, leading or facilitating or whatever, but it's all hands on deck. Um, but, yeah, when I came here for my interview, um, J.J. Brown, my director of student involvement, my uh, boss, he said, okay, just so you know, you know, the station is up for sale, the license is up for sale. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a candidate. What can I do during that process? And the students at that time... Um, like maybe some of you don't have cars on campus or don't really listen to the radio as traditionally as, you know, people used to. Um, so even the students went to the board of trustees and were like, hey, yeah, like we would rather sell the license and get some money to maybe get new facilities or different things, you know, um, because we don't even listen to the radio that way and we can still stream and all of that stuff. Um, and so with some of our campus partners and we found a donor and stuff like that, we did share the license with Cabrini College since 1991. Um, and so both universities had put the license up for sale. So that's multiple parties, you know, more involved, but we were able to um, buy out Cabrini's share of the license and go full time. But it was, okay, university, uh, I know that you were putting this thing up for sale and you wanted some money, but now we're going to ask you to just spend a little bit money and then, you know, kind of um, tell them why it's worth it, right? Because you're still legit and you have a license and the FCC cares about you. And, you know, that can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but, um, but you're legit and real. And once that's gone, it's gone, and actually we were just at um, the IBS conference in New York, and um, there was an advisor who actually came up to us and said, yeah, you know, we had a dean before, and like they sold their license, and now we have a new dean, uh, but they, you know, we want to buy one, and, and that's really not a thing anymore. You can't really, you know, the there's no um, real estate for that anymore, really, to if you wanted to start a new license. Um, so it's really heartbreaking for them, but we saved some heartbreak here. So, yeah. Well, we are all very grateful for that. Um, Dina, is there a moment at your time at Villanova that you are most proud of? Uh, I definitely think the FCC license was a big deal. Um, and I think that's like a long lasting thing. I will say um, there is some excitement with live radio and live performance. And so the Morning Roar um, has been kind of a baby of mine. Um, and when we were outside at the Oreo uh, freezing our toes off that one morning, um, <laughs> that was just so awesome. Um, I also am really proud of branding student media altogether. You know, um, media, and even you'll see it in the conferences nationally, uh, can still be siloed. You know, it's print over here, broadcast over there. And if we're, you know, learning anything, um, students and professionals in the industry have to have skills in all of the avenues. So um, kind of having a multimedia approach and showing the importance of that to students has been, you know, kind of worth it for me too. Can you reflect on how WXVU could be an example of the staying power of college radio? Uh, it already is uh, an example. Yeah, um, yeah uh, going against, you know, administration and saving FCC licenses and um, having all 
aspects like, you know, we have sports and news and health and podcasts and, you know, an awesome website and, you know, social media and all of that. Uh, you know, it takes everything now. Uh, and we're doing everything and we're making ourselves marketable here at WXVU. And that's uh, that's. That's the power of college radio, and that's what the you know importance is, and the our community partnerships and everything like that that we're doing. It that's that's the gold, right? And that's the magic, and that's oh my gosh, gold magic leprechaun St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but um, definitely WXVU is a leading example of college radio. I would be telling you as your advisor, you know, if you weren't uh, doing the things that you needed to do, you know, in your roles and to you know level up, right? We're Villanova for Pete's sakes. <laughs> now sadly looking ahead sadly in our part I guess how excited are you for the future at Community College of Philadelphia it is sad on both our parts Dom um, <laughs> uh, I I'm excited right um, I will tell you like I said yesterday during my speech at my little uh, going away gathering in OSI that um, this is probably going to be the hardest job to leave in my career. Uh, sorry, past employers. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love what we do here, and I love student media here at Villanova. And I love my role in that. I can have my hands in all of it, and you know, push you guys to the next level, and all of that. Um, and again, just the accomplishments in the four years and during like pandemic years at that, right, where other stations kind of, you know, went off air or didn't have the resources and, you know, we're remoting in and we're doing live shows and we're like building, you know, we make it happen here, right? Um, so it's definitely bittersweet. Uh, another bittersweet aspect is that my new role uh, as director of multimedia services and CCP TV um, is more uh, supervising staff and working on the staff side than with students, and that's a little heartbreaking for me, right? It's my first uh, job outside of student life or student affairs in my higher ed career, which is kind of weird. Um, but it is a huge challenge, you know, and awesome promotion for me, uh, you know, going from assistant director to director, still being able to do media production in a higher ed capacity. Um, that's amazing, you know. Um, getting paid a livable salary to do so. Uh, you know, all of that is wonderful. So um, I'm really, really excited that I get to still stay in the field. A lot of people are leaving higher ed for lots of reasons or different things, and I get to stay in higher ed, uh, work with a definitely different um, student population, but and still be in the city and stuff like that. I also am kind of like, okay, it's a two-year school, and now we're four-year school, and there's definitely collab opportunities we can make happen and different things like that. I can't believe that I won't be uh, advising radio or any audio things. Um, they have a recording studio and a record label, and like this room that I'm like already envisioning maybe could be a podcast room, but one thing at a time, you know, I'll get there. Uh, my new boss sent me an email yesterday oh, she's so nice um yeah I don't think she's listening but if this comes across her desk at any time uh no but uh, <laughs> um but she sent me you know really nice welcome email and all this stuff but then yesterday I was official like it was really scary you have to give notice before like your clearances and all this stuff go through so I'm like okay I do I am I gonna have a job I don't know you know I give notice at one and then don't get cleared for the next but um uh, she sent me this whole long email of like oh all the onboarding things are things to do and I'm like oh my god I can't even look at this like I'm already overwhelmed <laughs> what am I doing yeah but uh but it'll be good uh you know eventually I'll get there <laughs> yep so I hope we have enough time just want to tell a quick story very quick story about the first time I met Dina so I'm a first year student I was on campus for about two weeks. I had no idea what, and I'm a commuter student. I had no idea what any building was, where really anything was exactly on campus. And he still doesn't, yeah. <laughs> Probably. So I come into Doherty Hall. The only thing I knew about Doherty Hall was about the, uh, the wild card office. Yep. And you would put money on the wild card. That's the only thing I knew. So I'm walking in very early in the morning, and I see a lady following, kind of following me. 
oh Dina. God. And I didn't know who she was, and she's kind of, like, waiting back for me. But I had, like, there was nobody on campus. I didn't know who she was, like I said. And we get to the door, and she's still kind of looking at me, looking at me as I go towards, like, the, the wild card to put money in. And she, like, stops me, and I guess maybe from Nick saw my picture like, or heard my voice. last night, the night before, like, Nick was talking yeah. to me about David, 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 but I didn't know who David was, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and she's like, by any chance, are you David? And from there, like, she didn't know me, but it was just, like, an instant connection, an instant embrace. And since then, I'll forever be thankful for the way that she supported me and helped me kind of getting to where I am here at WXVU. So she didn't know me at all. I didn't know what that office was that she was going into, which is now the Office of Student Involvement. Well, always was. So uh, it was just – it was a funny moment, but something that I'll always look fondly back on, so. David, that was really sweet, and that's definitely not exactly how the story went down. So um, <laughs> I, you know, that's the way uh, I remembered yeah, it, which is wonderful. But I was like, "Oh, you're David, right?" And you're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, I said something." And you're like, "No, that's not me." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I went to the door, and I turned around, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" But like, you live like you know, um, Port Richmond area. You commute to campus. You're a freshman, and I just started like. I don't know, like characterizing him, and like I, he's like, who is this chick? Like I don't know. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm Dina. Like I, you know, know me? Don't you know me? Like I'm the advisor <laughs> for WXVU, and it was like this whole funny moment, and I was so embarrassed, and I was like, Nick, I can't even believe that I just like stalked this kid down the hallway. But yeah, but I don't know. We were just excited to have you, and but yeah, I'm glad that you have uh, endearing memories of that moment. <laughs> and also, she taught me what Yik Yak was. Had no idea what that was. Yeah, very look at me, so. trending advisor, yes, knowing what's up. I know, what a, what a concept. <laughs> okay, so final Villanova thoughts, Dina. As a whole, for the university? Anything you want to kind of just finally say? Uh, man, that's a lot of pressure to wrap up. Oh my gosh. Um... Villanova is a special place uh, for sure. Uh, Villanova has the resources to get to the next level. I think it needs to, you know, really focus on what the priorities are moving forward and, you know, um, keep working on the strategic plan. Uh, You know, definitely invest in student media because uh, they're some of the best students on campus. Um, But, I mean, it's awesome. Um, These last four years have been awesome, Um, you know, I always joke that Villanova is probably one of the most privileged uh, places I've worked at, right? And I think that's no secret. Um, but with that comes resources and opportunity and, you know, the rooted and restless strategic plan and everything um, that keeps pushing us forward, even basketball going from kind of a regional-ish university to now, I mean, look at the Villanova brand being everywhere. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. And again, in a landscape of higher education where we see mergers or places closing overnight or different things, like Villanova's where it's at. And we're doing great things here, and um, you will continue to do so, even if I'm, you know, um, nine or eleven or however many miles away, just downtown. And um, yeah, and who knows? Like I may be adjuncting or you know, being some kind of advisor for even the health component of WXVU, but we'll see. That is to be determined. But one thing at a time. So um, it has been an honor working at Villanova, but specifically with student media, um, it's been a blast. So, Well, Dina, it's a complete honor to have you here, and none of us can emphasize enough how much you have meant to WXVU and Villanova. And we were able to track down some Villanova media students who have since graduated, and they sent in their sentiments in this short audio collage we're going to play for you. Just automate. Yeah. Hi, Dina. 
Pat Kapoor here, former sports director for WXVU. And I just wanted to personally thank you for all of your service to the station and helping us get to where we are today. Um, we took a massive leap in the last couple of years, and truly none of that would have been possible without you. Um, so whether it be helping us and the sports crew get set up for home games, away games, or the Big East tournament in New York City, or having everything we needed in the studio, you made sure that we were all successful and that we were all having fun. Um, so everyone here at the WXVU family and I are wishing you the best of luck in your next role. Hey, Dina. It's Anna from Tech Crew. Thank you so much for everything you did. We can't tell you how much we appreciate everything you did for us. We're so grateful for all the advice, all the crazy late nights, and all the stuff you managed to pull off at the last minute. Best of luck at your new adventure, and uh, I know you'll do great. Dina, this is Jack Crawford. I just wanted to hop on and say thank you so much for everything you've done for WXVU. When we started before the pandemic, this station looked nothing like it does today. It wasn't the roar. It wasn't 89.1 FM, this incredible hub for student creativity and, and community like it is today. And all of that is thanks to your hard work. So just, again, thank you so much for all you've done at WXVU. From me, from all of my fellow past and present DJs. And good luck with whatever's next. Hi, this is BZ Walsh. I was the editor-in-chief of the Bel Air Yearbook in 2019 and 2020, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Dina for all the work she did to encourage and empower me and our co-editors and everyone on the yearbook staff to get things done. There have been so many times where obstacles came up in getting the yearbook published to complete, and Dina never believed that we couldn't figure it out. Um, even when I wanted to make the inside cover of the yearbook, Yellow Corduroy, she believed to me and my vision and I love Dina so much and I wish her all the best on her next adventure and I'm so thankful for getting to know her through the yearbook and uh, hoping for all the best. Thanks so much. Good luck Dina. Bye. Hey Dina, it's Steve Donches from VATC. I just wanted to say thank you for all of the crazy days, the long nights, and everything you've done for our organization and for the Villanova community. Best of luck in your future ventures. My name is Alex Hudson, and I met Dina in the spring of 2023 as the first graduate student from the College of Nursing to come to the radio station. I would like to thank Dina for helping me go from novice to award-winning podcaster. I wish you all the best as you move on from Villanova and lots of luck in your new job. And I want to thank you for all that you taught me about audio and podcasting. Hey, Dina, it's Patrick Zhang. I just wanted to thank you for not only the impact you've made on WXVU, but Villanova as well. I am so proud of how far you have pushed this station forward and all you have done. I absolutely loved working with you. I miss you, and I wish you all the best going forward. And on this very special edition of The Morning Roar, we now have in studio with us Derek Arch Wilson. Derek is the frontman of the band Arch Palatine, a band out of Philadelphia self-described as playing hysteronic pop. 
he's taken Villanova by storm with his incredible rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing, heard at multiple Villanova men's and women's basketball games this season. In fact, he'll be kicking off the NCAA tournament women's games tomorrow at the Finn. Arch Palatine has a new album out April 28th, Doozies to Daisies, available to preview on SoundCloud. We're featuring the single Hypnotized right here on WXVU. After our chat with Derek, he has a tribute song lined up for us. He'll perform for our very own Dina Lay. Derek, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing so good. Happy to be here and to be in the studio with everyone. Y'all are all so awesome. Hi. So can you reflect on how the opportunity to sing at Villanova basketball games came about? Of course. Yeah, I was singing at a wedding for my choir director from the St. Martin's Episcopal Church. And we were a quartet of a soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. I was the tenor. The soprano is a professor here who works in the arts department named Christine Nass. She put my name in, and then I got a call a couple days later from Melanie to come sing the Lift Every Voice and Sing for the women's basketball game that happened on New Year's Day. Or New Year's, maybe it was New Year's Eve, but it was on the cusp of 21 and 22. That's awesome. Uh, can you describe what this uh, histrionic pop sound of Arch Palatine uh, a bit more to us? Sure. So it's histrionic, which is oh, a word that kind of <laughs> means theatrical, right? And we have an amalgam of sounds from jazz to soul, but jazz wouldn't be our first. So soul, pop, rock, gospel, and all of our songs come together to create this new sound that's kind of just a bending of genres. And I like to call it histrionic because... We do things with a lot of pizzazz, a lot of energy, and uh, always try to uh, step out of the bounds just a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. And now you sing and play the piano. Is there one that you enjoy more than the other? Singing. <laughs> no, yes. no time to think about that no, one. Yeah, right Singing into it. Singing is my first instrument. I've trained vocally. I've been in choirs. And then I took piano lessons because I heard the Maple Leaf Rag on the boardwalk at Ocean City, Maryland, and I wanted to play that song. I was like, what is that song? I was obsessed with it. And then my parents got me um, uh, classical piano lessons and then jazz piano lessons with the late father, John D'Amico. And once I learned the, the Maple Leaf Rag, I said, can I stop taking lessons now? And they actually said yes, so... I just taught myself after that. <laughs> That's awesome. So now we were able to pull some strings with Derek, and he has actually written a song for our departing station advisor, Dina Lay. In an unprecedented moment in WXVU history, here's Derek on vocals and keyboard with a tribute to Dina. Derek, take it away. You got it. Thank you. A few years ago, Spring 2019 Dina Lay came to Nova right on time She saved the WXVU And built a podcast studio there too Assistant nursing professor Media expert Sometimes she does voiceovers. She has an endless amount of side hustles. Does home decor for vinyl cut pros. And in the year 2021, 
Jim, her husband, assistant, nursing professor, media expert. Sometimes she does voiceovers. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. We hope you have the time of your life. Go ahead, Dina. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. What is that? Is that going to be like the soundtrack of my life now? Like, I think so. Oh, my gosh. It's out on Spotify now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be on an Apple podcast. I know. <laughs> Derek, that was absolutely incredible. How can people find out more about you and check out your upcoming release? Plus, are you on social media? Yes, I'm on social media at Arch Palatine. That's at symbol a-R-C-H-P-A-L-A-T-I-N-E. And actually, because I knew I would be on the radio show today, I went ahead and put our album out only on Bandcamp. So if oh. you search Arch Palatine Bandcamp, you can get the album before it releases on the streaming services. That's awesome. How exciting is that? So keep listening to WXVU as well for an in-depth interview with Derek coming out this spring and more of his music. Uh, Dom, Twitter poll results recap here. How is, how's it looking? Let's find out. So nine votes after an hour. Corned beef and cabbage is leading with 44%, which is sad. <laughs> Shamrock shaking pint of Guinness right behind it, 22%, 23%. And parades last 11%. I would have thought parades would be winning. But corned beef and cabbage, sort of an underdog winning, I would say so. It's got to be an underdog. Like, how is a shamrock shake not up there? That's like my favorite thing in the world. You know, you go to McDonald's like 10 times and get the shamrock shake. It's the best thing. But I've never even, I don't think I've had corned beef and hash or whatever it's called. Corned beef and cabbage? Corned yes. beef and cabbage, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I like no- corned beef, not the cabbage part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just no idea. Like, people are eating this. Why? This, is it good? Tradition. I guess so. Why do people do crazy things? Tradition. Yeah, true, yeah. true. <laughs> And for our deep thought of the week, for each pedal on the shamrock, this brings a wish your way. Good health, good luck, and happiness for today and every day. Thank you to Derek, and thank you to Dina. You have revitalized WXVU, and we will all forever be grateful and miss you dearly. Best of luck at CCP. This is the Morning Roar on WXVU. We'll see you all here next week. Have a great start to your weekend.